Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Welcome to Discovery Tarot Path. I am Reverend Stephanie Neal, and this is the introduction to Indigo's Door, Discovery Tarot Path. Yes, this is the same Discovery Tarot Path uh, that we present a year-long teaching about the tarot. And this is our fifth year doing this, headed by... Uh, Sir Reverend Michael Neal. So let us kick this off with this uh, introduction, which will be this entire uh, year is going to be revamped as we go along because there has been things that I wanted to tweak a little bit. So I hope you enjoy this year. I hope you'll stay with with us as we move through many approaches, and you'll be presented many, many approaches, which encourages new perceptions for the tarot, while approaching the deck as a a spiritual counselor. Uh, Be assured that the tarot basics are expressed within these lessons. More important, though, are the many approaches that one uh, that opens our awareness to self becoming more effective human beings, uh, utilizing, I like to call team tarot, which are the seeker, which can be you, the reader, which is always you, the tarot cards, and the universe, and the source, all included that will form this team as a collective spiritual counseling team. If you are already an adept in cardomancy or a beginner, my hope is that a new precept remembered may be added to your tarot reading and spiritual therapy. For tarot therapy, think of the deck as an adventurous, endless journey we are taking together. When considering a card, consider how it will clarify and enrich our life and the lives around us. Once fully applied, each card becomes more meaningful and easier to interpret, not to mention cards applied are cards remembered. Thus, reading for others and ourselves become more fluent, effective, and 
accurate, the more we apply what we learn from the cards, the more we grow in spirit, in life. The tarot is the book of everything, guiding us through all planes and dimensions of existence. So by the time we finish walking with the tarot, we begin remembering truths about ourselves on every plane. The tarot is incredibly shamanic in nature, as well as universal in scope. So let's begin with the very basics. If you know the basics, then just skip this, this section. It is a, it's always pleasant to have a little refresher from time to time. The Rider-Waite deck, as most decks, consists of 78 cards and is divided into two main groups called the Major, major Arcanum, which consists of 22 cards, and the Minor Arcana, which holds 56 cards. The word arcana or arcanum translates into the phrase secrets or mysteries. Now the deck is further broken into five sets. The major arcana uh, or sometimes called the major trumps and the four suits within the minor arcana which are wands, pentacles, cups, and swords. Within each suit are 14 cards, ace through king. The minor arcana are then further broken into two subsets, the 40 pips, which are ace through 10, and 16 court cards, which are the pages, knights, queens, and kings within each suit. Now, other decks may assign different names to any and all cards within both the major and minor arcanum. The major arcana has several names for each suit. Some examples are pentacles, uh, sometimes are called coins and diamonds, but in general representing town dwellers or our physical life, also money and physical things. Wands, sometimes are called staves, or rods, or batons, or clubs, in general represents the rural area, farmers, laborers, physical work, and strength. Cups, sometimes are referred to as goblets, chalices, or hearts, in general representing the clergy, love, emotion, mutability. Then swords, sometimes called spades, represent nobility or the nobles, thoughts, self-doubt, communications of every kind within the rider deck, Sometimes uh, one uh, numberless blank card 
is included, which means all possibilities and or everything is open to you at this time. You will be presented to several approaches to reading the tarot. The tarot is an ancient book passed down through many generations and centuries with much wisdom expressed through artists' renderings and guidebooks, if there is a guidebook attached to a deck, where there are many golden precepts to discover. One of its main stories is the journey of the soul's awakening. This will be discussed through the monads and stream cycles, revealing enough of a clear picture so that you may enter the process of discovering and adding to the tarot's book of knowledge. Yes, this is correct. As you see the tarot from different angles, you become yet another tarot author of this endless book. So reading methods. There are several reading methods to present spiritual advice through the tarot. Now, the first method that some don't um, do, which is fine, but I feel that you should at least read the guidebook so that you have a better indication of the creator of this deck so that you can learn from that author and all of his or her wisdom and that will add to your knowledge. So I would suggest to read the DEX guidebook, to read what the DEX authors' uh, meanings that they attached to each card. And if you decide not to refer back to it, then fine, but at least you have a general indication of what the author of the and, and creator of the scenes wanted to convey. Now, the second approach is intuitive. uh, It's um, or emotional way of reading a card. How does the scene make you feel? This method reveals how the seeker has felt in the past, present, or future. Depending if you are using the three-card spread, which is the first card reveals the past, and the second card shows the present, and the last card shows the future. Or in some spreads, there are card positions for the past, present, and future. Uh, In in general, the intuitive approach is allowing the sensitivity, the work that you have put into uh, working with the tarot, allowing source to speak through the cards, through you, and just allowing um, the scene to speak to you along with the question and the quarant. Uh, This is a very open-ended way to express your thoughts to the the seeker. And uh, very, uh, very, very good to, to use this 
but I usually use many methods all at the same time because it just depends on the question. It, it just depends on so many things as an adept reader would know. But this is always a a good start and a good end to any reading is if you can just open yourself up to spirit and allow um, the universe to speak through you. But if you are not comfortable comfortable with that yet, then once again, just read the card. And, it won- and that's why we're talking about so many approaches. Now, the third approach is called the, ne- called the next step. And that is simply what it's, it's saying. It, the third method is asking about the future, yes, uh, the next step to be taken. In other words, not the far future, but the next step that should be taken in a situation or issue. So you look at the card scene and you describe what the next step step will be, applying the next step to the seeker's question. What are the actions, the people, the animals, the elements, or things going to take in the future? But not in the far future again, the next step. In other words, this card's scene is telling us what response we may consider or take for the next step. Then the fourth approach is just plain research, the analytical approach is when we research every single symbol in the, in the scene, applying that information to the scene, or researching a few symbols in the scene to interpret the meaning. Remembering every single thing on earth is a symbol. And now this doesn't mean you have to interpret every single symbol on the card unless spirit leads, most on the most part, you will be one or two symbols will step forward in, in, in essence in the scene, will pop out, will be more obvious to you than just interpret those one or two symbols and you will have a perfectly valid reading. Then the fifth is color, or utilizing color therapy by researching the main colors in the scene. So the same is true with that. You select the main color, then having uh, have some knowledge about what that color, uh, color represents to, to you, and then give it to um, the quarant. The sixth approach numerology. Almost every card has a number on it. However, court cards and aces have no numbers. Some readers attach the number one to all the four aces, which I do, and assign the numeral 10 to all the court cards, which I do not. And utilizing numerals, we may count how many birds are in the sky or how many windows are on a house or how many stars are in the card scene, etc. within the card. And then interpret the scene using numerology. 
The numerals approach helps one to see the connection of each card within a number set. The seventh approach, Hebrew symbols. I've seen other spiritual counselors and readers give good information from the Hebrew symbols on their decks. Some decks don't have them and others do. And the correspond and they correspond those Hebrew symbols uh, with the scene to the symbols and the tree of life. Eighth approach is scholarly, and the scholar method is when a spiritual counselor or reader studies many decks over the years, especially the much older decks. Uh, gleaning much information and applying this knowledge to their readings when one card is revealed. The scholar is not just considering the card in front of her or him, but several cards she or he has studied in the past comes to mind, utilizing all this information when reading a single card through the centuries. Some scenes have changed because cultures have changed. The ninth approach is channeling. That is close to intuitive. Uh, another method using the cards is the channel seekers, uh, they, um, to the seeker's beloved ancestors. If the spiritual counselor knows how to channel. Uh, then the tenth approach is, this met method is with a single card or any number of cards, at what the actions are of the people, animals, elements, or things in the scene. This will help with identifying the actions taking place within the situation or person. In other words, what are the animals doing? What are the people doing in the entire scene? What is happening? Essentially, the eleventh approach is monads. The monad approach reveals how the tarot aligns with the soul's family. If you have never learned about monads, this is a fun way to learn about them and the tarot together. The twelfth approach is keys. This approach. I designed for individuals to read their own cards when solutions need to be found by setting all the cards up in object sets. Cards are placed into groups, groups based on similar objects, similar symbols found on the cards. Examples would be identifying all cards that have houses in them then using this stack for reading um, the cards exclusively, or all cards that show water in the scene. All this work has already been done for the reader in the book called The Discovery Tarot Bath, uh, Path, or you may just enjoy the hunt for yourself, finding the symbols and the symbol sets for yourself. Um, and these sets are called keys. The 13th approach um, is spiritual counseling. This approach identifies what seekers are really asking. 
thus working with them so the question is crystal clear and meaningful. Then taking that question and developing a spread unique to that specific question and specific seeker after the question and the personal spread has been determined, both the seeker and reader start a deliberate focused conversation starting with the first question that was originally set up for the spread. Just when we think we know ourselves, we enter into the world of tarot, we soon realize tarot is not only discovering our soul's family, it is an incredibly effective spiritual counselor, guiding every event and stage of our life. The tarot helps reveal the answers and already, well, revealing the answers already residing inside us, identifying our talents and paths and blocks we hide from ourselves. In other words, our blind side, along with our many missions. Some say they cannot read the cards for themselves. That's why I wrote the book about Discovery Tarot Path, and that's why I am... uh, have taught this particular about spiritual counseling through the tarot. So as we move through the lessons, I will be giving you further examples and further ways of these uh, most of these approaches. So if you're not catching on every single thing that I'm presenting, because I'm just running down a, a list of things that will be covered within a year, uh, then it will become clearer when I go into detail. So anyway, that some can, uh, think they can't read for themselves, yet the cards are, the first, are first designed to do just that. They're first designed for you to read the cards for yourself and moving through two paths. First, a hyper-aware journey of self-introspection and the influences humanity has placed on us, recognizing deity, truly creates beautiful creatures of the highest kind with the highest purposes. And what we do with that is, that depends on what we do with that. Uh, Our effectiveness is more powerful when we see and believe We hold the world in our hands collectively. Second, we are here to help others see and live in their magnificence and missions. Both journeys are walked simultaneously. How we respond to each event, stage of life, reveals what we believe about ourselves as individuals and working with the human race. These precepts quickly leap into the deep end of the pool. Each approach is set up in such a way that each path is clear to both the willing, open spiritual counselor and the seeker. Instead of living inside our definitions of what we think we are, Let us be willing to open our hearts to new precepts 
never experienced. Deity is always willing, supportive, and open to you. It is time you are willing, open, and supportive to your life and others around you. So, as you can see, there are several, several approaches, and yet there's still more out there, but those are the ones that we're going to try and cover within the next year. So let's begin in general talking about each suit in general. In other words, all the wands, if you put those out in front of you, um, that all the wands together in general mean specific things. So we begin with the four suits of the minor arcana, discussing the tarot in relation to numbers, uh, number groups. Because after I explain uh, how each suit uh, has the general meanings for each suit, then we will go right into uh, learning the tarot in, num- uh, in number groups. And that will be more self-explanatory, and that will be the, the next lesson. So as we focus on each group, we are not only learning one card at a time, we will be learning about all of the cards within a particular group at one time, which we're doing now. So the uh, Rider weight deck, it is suggested that a Rider weight deck be secured because that is the deck utilized with these lessons. A good idea is to use your favorite deck alongside the Rider weight deck at the same time as a comparison, or you don't have to do that at all. So the Rider Waite deck was published by the Rider Company in 1909, and the popular pictorial key book followed in 1911. And isn't that interesting? The deck was named after the publisher, not the artist or the author. And as of this time, or as of this point of time, Waite and Smith based the renderings of the Rider Waite deck on the drawings from the 1750s Tarot de Marseille deck, which was based on the 1450 Viscotti deck and the Tarot de Marseille Paris Mandini produced in 1709, and influences from the Golden Dawn traditions, teachings. So Waite and Smith were very familiar with all of these decks, and they were familiar with the Golden Dawn traditions because they were part of that tradition. So the Rider-Waite deck was drawn by the well-known illustrator Pamela Coleman Smith from instructions by A.E. Waite. Some that knew Pamela Smith say that they believe or they don't have the belief that it is not completely correct because Pamela had much knowledge herself regarding the tarot and those, uh, those decks that I just mentioned. Then let us begin our discussion on the cards in the general group. So here we go. 
every card has an element vibration attached to it. Example of this is the king's element is fire. The queen's element is represented by water. The knights are represented by the element of air and pages element is earth. The same is true for each suit. So go ahead and pull all the wand cards out, placing them in front of you in a row of 14 cards, which are as follows. The Ace of Wands, Two of Wands, through the Ten of Wands. Then we have the Page, Knight, Queen, King of Wands, totaling 14 per each suit. So then when I am describing the wands, I am describing, once again, the entire suit as a single whole. So by researching the tarot's journey through history, we gain many insights we would have never known about specific cards. Studying current tarot authors bring new vision through their decks. Some readers are originalists, which is studying and reading the oldest cards only. Other readers only study the most current decks. Some individuals learn and remain with one deck. Then there are those that study the authors of old, current authors, and everything in between. Combined, combining the old and new ushers in more tested refined knowledge to utilize, all adding to the body of the tarot, of tarot information. So which approach is best here? All are valid approaches. Uh, it, it all depends on your sensibilities. Remembering everything evolves simultaneously. The old becomes new. The new becomes old. As each generation passes, each generation sees the cards a little differently, adding their wisdom while respecting the wisdom of the past and the wisdom of the future, all happening inside this eternal now. So, wands. As you draw your attention to the wands before you, know that all wands represent self-realization, awakening truth, a suit full of high energy. These cards also depict the creative process. They can depict business affairs, social aspects, and the spirit of community. Sometimes, depending on where a wand shows up on a spread, it may very well be expressing what the person has experienced in their past. It is saying self-intuition is finally trusted. The element that relates to this suit is fire or air, but I prefer fire because I associate it with the South. But if you prefer to associate this suit with air, that, that's fine as, fine as well. Whatever feels right to you. All of the minor arcana suits focuses on your everyday life and workings, continuing on with what the whole suit of wands represents. This suit represents strong insight to core issues in life. 
It represents complete authenticity. It is the endless torch of our life force within. Wands depict family life, strong optimism, and a mind for invention. You are now ready to burn away any obstacles that have hindered you in the past. In fact, there are some decks that depict all the wands as a flaming torch. This suit's association with fire is saying, has anything stopped you from entering into your full potential and your full strength? Do you know your full strength and potential? Sometimes folks refer to these cards as uh, strong energies. And uh, yes, I absolutely uh, agree with that, while others don't feel that, that they're such, they have such powerful. But I, I do. I think uh, these cards are very, have very strong energies. Wands generally say, it is now time to deal with those hindrances you willingly held on to. It is time to spiritually burn away anything that can be released. Now, I'm not talking literally burned away. And you are ready to pick up the torch to enter into your, your full potential. Wands also represent spontaneity and vision entering life and missions with great enthusiasm. Wands are saying, time for a new inspirational project. A successful project is about to start with spontaneity and backed with strong ambition. This suit represents action is more important than words. Wands Remind us it takes perseverance and hard work to manifest many things in life. Even though having wonderful ideas are a great talent, talent, there are times where perseverance and rolling up our sleeves and taking actions for these great ideas to begin to take hold, then develop and manifest. The wand's suit represents the never-ending cosmic dance, is active and creative. Another key phrase is wands are pure, raw, focused energy. This suit is the union of fertility and vigor. Not fertility, virility. Well, I guess it could be both. A goal-oriented being or issue is at its very prime saying, you are ready to take the reins so that you are able to move forward, confirming the great truth that nothing stands still. So with each suit, there are zodiac correspondences that go with the suit. For wands, they are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. What this means is whenever a wand shows up when working with the tarot, know 
the personalities of Aries, Leos, and Sagittarius are about to enter your life and are or are already there to teach you things that need to be dealt with within one's life or help you with your goals or just to be a good support for you as you work through your own goals. You may have already been influenced by these zodiac signs within your life and enjoy their perspective on life. Remember, there are no bad zodiac signs or tarot cards. Completing the broad strokes of the wand's suit as one unit, the next suit of the minor arcana is the suit of pentacles. If an individual is a beginner, you may interpret every wand wand using the general meanings of the entire suit. This is true for all the pith suits and court cards. All right, pentacles. Once again, place all your pentacles in front of you on a flat surface. This suit represents, once again, I see all options available. The pentacles' physicality, the material aspects of the physical world, and financial matters are powerful here. Resources are usually plentiful and evaluated periodically, ensuring there are more than one money stream flowing in at any given time. Uh, accountability is one of the cornerstones, uh, cornerstones when evaluating your worth and home. All pentacles represent what is in your external reality in situations that are easily seen and important things you have manifested. The planet on which we live, physical matters, success, and first-hand experiences, influences easily observed by the seeker on earth. Thus, the element for pentacles is naturally the earth. All pentacle cards are manifestation cards. It is the suit that says, you know how to manifest what you want. Trust your instincts and ideas. This suit also represents an organized, practical person ready to step up to take the task at hand. Material possessions come easily sometimes, not that material possessions are important to you, but they just come too easily at times to appreciate, to really appreciate that there are times and situations in life that are not so easy for others. This suit says your projects are beginning to grow and to develop, protect them, feed them, prune them back when needed harvest when it is time to harvest. Trust your instincts and ideas. If you want to help, help is on the way. Pentacles uh, depict an interest in worldly matters. It could be a person that is interested in politics or political news, world affairs, or an 
individual that loves to travel, learning all they can while visiting other parts of the world. This person is truly empathetic to countries outside of their own borders. This suit also represents opportunities that are given and taken, and that is important because some of us can identify an opportunity but do not have the uh, capacity or awareness on how to receive opportunities. This just might be a blind spot an individual may have, though pentacle people are usually excellent in identifying, receiving, and giving opportunities. The pentacle suit also identifies good um, money management skills or a person developing money management skills. In general, the suit conveys increase in one's life, a desire to build something better, perhaps a form of material wealth, or planting a plan, or preparing a firm foundation for good fortune and recognition, if that is important to them. Pentacles are symbols of spirit protection, a time where a new job may appear, a new house, uh, new projects may appear. This depends on the question and spread, the seeding of success and added responsibility is knowing that with success comes added responsibility and stamina. Uh, The zodiac signs for pentacles are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. These are the personalities that will enter your life and be there to either be with you for support or have a more active role in your life. Now we come to cups. The next suit of the major arcana, the element is water. All cups represents, uh, represent feelings, emotions, love. Cup individuals always seek the heart of the matter, have an open heart, and desires to trust those around them. They realize the many powers of love can be utilized, uh, healing oneself and walking a harmonious life. They are lovers of wisdom, able to communicate thoughts, from a place of integrity and trust, not control. Cups indicate it is time to follow your heart, remembering first and foremost, cups represent love comes in all forms. Cup folks choose love over the life of opulence because they understand love is more powerful and satisfying over static material things. The suit also depicts that you can trust this person if you are thinking about or questioning the motive of a particular person. Cups also depict joy in a loving family, inner peace, and good friends. When a cups card shows up, consider a synchronistic event is happening presently. Cups remind us the seed of awareness has been planted in you, and it is you who will manifest its fruit. This suit, when it shows up on your spread, means this is your time now. What will you do with this opportunity? Remember, exploring your consciousness is never a waste of time. Embracing intuitive knowing and creativity 
are some of your tools. The cup suit rep- reminds us to be aware of an intense relationship entering your life, asking yourself, shall I allow this type of intense personality to enter into my life? This is up to you to decide. You are not a, a rudderless ship in choppy waters. Cups represent the pure aspect of the primal force of new beginnings, especially the Ace of Cups. Pure spiritual love is said to be unattainable, except for those who walk in divine love. But divine love is always attainable to everyone, nourishing every cell in our bodies. There is no path to divine love. It has always resided in you. Do not turn away or discredit the very gift sustaining in you. Cups also says, do not lock away your emotions because that is where the magic lives. The zodiac signs for cups are Scorpio, Pisces, and Cancer. Once again, all of this represents the whole suit. Yet remember, there is another layer to the definitions because as we learned, about spreads, uh, we will learn about spreads later, depending on where your card is placed on the spread, will depend on what particular aspect the card is trying to zero in on. It is also, uh, depends on all the cards around that particular suit, which will uh, reveal a clearer picture of the card, as well as the situation at hand for the spiritual counselor. Now, swords. The next suit is uh, oriented to thoughts. Thinking with clear, concise, conciseness is in every card in the suit. Thinking is one of the key words here. Sometimes asking, are you overthinking an issue? Uh, swords represent um, obstacles within the mind. It represents intensity, focus, self-issues. It's Element is air, sometimes fire. Swords energy is piercing, and communications are emotional. Swords usher in a new place of clarity. Good plans are actualized. Swords represent a mental attitude and beliefs regarding the question or issue at hand. Uh, the, The key words can be intellect. There is uh, discontent in the air, uh, mental clarity, originality, self-doubt, depending on the other cards around them, of course. And this suit reveals a creative thinker, an innovative mind, and expanded consciousness. It represents that aha moment, that new awareness is actualized. Uh, Dreams are actualized the ability to see through deception and exposing it, cutting through confusion, finally taking a a decisive stand after changing your mind. Though there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. The entire suit uh, of swords also depicts um, the many forms of authority and pursuit of the ultimate truth regarding an individual, situation or a 
blind spot you may have or hold. Victory may be yours presently, if willing to, to understand the situation at hand, delivering rebirth of an old belief uh, system. Uh, pentacles uh, reveal an individual with a lofty intellect, indicating philosophical wisdom, science, knowledge, and a pure logical uh, pure logic. And I, I brought up pentacles because that, that co- correlates many times with swords. When people usually look at swords, many times they think there is a possibility that there is going to be a quarrel with another person, and that is always a possibility depending on where it lands on the spread. Essentially, this suit is more about the quarrel that usually happens within your own mind. Some folks spend more time beating themselves up instead of lifting themselves up in generosity of spirit. As we are removing outdated belief systems and replacing those with new thoughts and new ideas, replacing the old with the new regenerative thoughts, the old are removed because they no longer serve us. The zodiac signs for the for um, swords are Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini. All right. There you have it, and I hope you enjoyed this first lesson, and that's why we're calling it the introduction, and see you the next time. Blessed be. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.